0: Every day when I'm breathing, it's, it's, it's for us to go farther, you know? Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out, you know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver, you know? I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world, and that's our job, is to spark somebody else watching us. We, we might not be the ones, but let's not be selfish, and because we're not going to change the world, let's not talk about how we should change it. I don't know how to change it, but I know if I keep talking about how dirty it is out here, somebody's going to clean it up. And now, he's been promoted, his job the principal. Let's see it. What's going on, what's going on everyone? This is Uche Joku. welcome to Sneaky Principal Podcast. Part two for today. I just want to make sure all my audio is sounding okay. And I have a feeling there's some echoing. So let me fix this real quick. All right. Okay. So I think this works working now. So earlier I was coming in from from my campus. You know, I was doing the uh, after work quick um, podcast and When I did the playback, I realized that there was a lot of feedback, not feedback, but the music was way too loud. And I think I found a solution to it. So I'm gonna try this again. And this time I'm going to try and make sure that I have, um, let me see what, so this time I'm gonna try and make sure I can get some um, feedback from those of you who might be listening to let me know if the music is way too loud, but I think I I have a solution. But right now what I need to do real quick is to go ahead and go live on Instagram. And I think let me see. Here we go. If you guys don't know, it's a lot of work trying to get all this stuff to work the right way. So let's see right here. Bam. And I'm gonna go ahead and let me see. All right. So right now I'm logging. I'm logging it onto Instagram. What's up, still you it? Instagram, TikTok. I need to set up my other phone for TikTok because I don't know any other way to do TikTok. And um Instagram at the same time. But um so this is my F my attempt to do this one more time and do it right because the last video I posted was the music was way too loud. So right now I'm gonna try to do something and see if this works. I don't know if it's gonna work. I am going to try and Okay, so it's music playing right now. But let me see. Get this. When it Did you so if you happen to be on right now, <clears throat> depending on what platform you're on, let me, let me go ahead and do one more thing over here because I want to make sure I can get to see what it looks like on. trying to see what this looks like on there's a lot I have a lot of tech here going on no, no software update so, again if you happen to be online right now hearing any of this let me know what this sounds like to you um, unfortunately I can't see anything on I can't see anything on on um, Okay. So I'm wondering this if this works now. Uh let me do this real quick. Let me see right here. So Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> so this is a retry of re recording um um my earlier podcast um titled uh uh the why of going to school and um like I said I recorded it earlier to this, to today and I played it a playback while i was still at office and um it was way too loud as far as the music was, music was concerned so if you might be like why do you care about having music in the background because um um I'm a fan of a particular content creator who just recently passed away. And I always loved the fact that he would have music playing in the background. So I'm trying something different. You know, with the tech, with all this tech, it's not a bad idea to just to see how else you can make the, make the environment a bit more conducive. Um, I know that my voice is not the most appealing to most people because it's way too bassy. So I figure if I can kind of create a juxtaposition of my voice to something some smooth R and B in the background, that'll be helpful. Plus, most of the time I'm coming on um, relatively late in the evening. So I'm trying to see which is which option here. So let me just levels one more time. Then I'm going to increase my voice. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, I don't know if this is working. I'm not sure, but we'll see. If, it, if I mess it up twice in a row, not a problem. It is what it is. Again, I'm, I'm attempting to have music playing in the background. So if you're listening to this at any anywhere, whether you're on Instagram or you're on YouTube, just drop me a message and let me know, hey, the, vo- the volume the music is way too loud and turn it down or um, maybe it's way too soft. I don't hear any music at all. But um, either way, we're here right now and I'm going to try again to, um, not try again, I'm just going to rehash the reason for the topic of this episode of the Sneaker Principle podcast. So as I was saying um, um, earlier, I jumped on because I was actually um, coming off, coming out of a meeting. So I was meeting with, um, I was meeting with um, my instructional leadership team at my school. So um, for those of you who don't know, I am a high school principal in New York City, specifically in Park Slope, Brooklyn. And um, one of the things that um, every school should have, or at least is that is expected of New York City schools, is that you is that you have an instructional instructional leadership team. What is the what is an instructional leadership team? It's pretty much a um, a bringing together of your constituency, your stakeholders. So we're talking about um, teachers, administration, students, parents, and if you're able to in your in your school environment, maybe even community members who have have a stakehold in in what happens in your classroom, and um, and a lot of schools. You know, they can of keep it between admin and administration and, um, and uh, teachers. Um, this year with our big push to ensure that we're creating, um, a space of equity, um, and, and voice for our students and their families. We, we're at my school are working with students, you know, to discuss what's happening in the classroom, to, to, to discuss the instructional needs of students. Um, and also ask questions like why, why certain things the way they are. And um, today, um, for actually not just today, for the past um, couple of um, weeks, the focus has been around our CEP, our Comprehensive Educational Plan. And what that is, is a document that pretty much sets goals and benchmarks for the things that you want to do during the school year. Usually this document is composed. It's not supposed to, but usually a lot of times, I would we'll to tell the truth, a lot of schools compose them behind closed doors, principal, or maybe the principal and, and, and um, AP system principles will sit down, and create these things. Um, because it's, it, it's pretty much more of a compliance document than anything else. And as a result, what you end up having is, uh, is a document that sometimes just feels a little, um, weighted, a little, um, how do I put this? Um, a little, um, forced. Not really authentic to the needs of of the um, of those who are actually um, uh, that those who are actually implementing the CEP. So what we decided to do in my school is like to be, truly be authentic and commit time right now towards the end of the school year in preparation for the CEP for next year. Uh, again, for those of you listening for the first time or coming on right now, the comprehensive ed- educational plan for the school. Um, we decided to create space to have students, teachers, um, administration, and of course, parents, if they're able to attend. So we we meet every Monday after school from three to four, and we sit down and we talk. And it's it's, um, the whole process is being facilitated by one of my assistant principals who's doing an incredible job. And today we were talking about um, our goals around attendance. You know, something that might come off being a little boring, but I'm going to tell you, um, what. Came out of it was something actually quite interesting, um, because again we were just disc- not again, but we were discussing what is um, what is the focus we wanted to take with our um, the focus that we wanted to take with our with attendance. Did we want to um, set up a goal to improve overall attendance for the whole school, or? Really focus on subgroups, and for those of you who don't know what subgroups are, so you have the whole entire school. Let's say the 450 students at the school, but then you have subgroups. Subgroups could be could be divided up to, you know, to like let's say males, females, um, at, um, by ethnic and, and racial identities. So black, white, Asian, and it could also be. Other groups, like for example, students with special needs or students who are English language learners, all of the, the varying groups in the school, and and you can, as you can imagine, a lot of these times these groups overlap because you could be a special English language learner and be of multi races, multi races, multi gender. So, so to asking ourselves, and again, this is a conversation with students. What would be the best way to attack this to really, you know, to improve attendance? And the students went on, jumped on top of it. They were like, "Wait a minute! If we if we did groups, I you know what are the chances that we're we're not paying attention to, to all the uh, to other subgroups?" So a student said, "You know, and again we agreed with them. Why don't why don't we really focus on overall school attendance? Look at the data. Come up with plans to really improve overall school attendance. And then someone else put, added the caveat that as we're as we come up with a plan to improve school attendance, we can also." address um, subgroups by saying, hey, as we're working on the whole entire school of, uh, uh, attendance you know, to, to address chronic absenteeism and things of that nature, we can also keep an eye on um, specific subgroups that are performing lower than they should. So, um, and then as we are working with that, we can now say, hey, we notice like let's say our black boys, the numbers are, are still relatively low. What can we do to really push the attendance of, of our black boys? And then see if what we do there is something we want that we might want to apply to other groups as well. So this was very interesting because I'm sitting there as a principal watching this conversation that tends to be a high-level conversation with administration and certain members of the of the school community, but never really with students. And the students were literally come up were suggest making suggestions that you would think, man, wait a minute, are they running schools here? How do how do these kids know how, you know, how are they coming up with these ideas? And I had, and I've had this aha moment. I had this aha moment over the pandemic about how we're not being authentic as far as how we include student voice in our decision making of the school. And, um, it's a hard thing to do because in my training as an administrator, as my, as a teacher, there was very little time, chance, an opportunity given to really engaging student voice and how, and even discussing how that can really impact a school community. So, um, to, to hear that and see that was very powerful, but it, it just didn't stop there. What happened What happened next was um, teachers and students engaged in the conversation about why students don't come into school or why some students just are and turned off by the idea of coming to school. So we talked about everything from how the pandemic really impacted um, learning, how working remote for some students Felt like a waste of time. How some 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 certain students are um, are completely in disagreement of, of of remote learning because they're like it's so easy to cheat. So and then if students are cheating, how is it equitable? I mean, making sure that um that all students are getting the highest qual- quality um of instruction. All these things I'm sitting there listening to. I'm just like, wow, like this is super powerful. This is so dope that that my students and the room and the the students in the room, there were four students, there was, and they were freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, and they were just sitting there really, you know, fully engaged in this conversation. And then I saw teachers sitting there, like having some serious aha moments, because usually the fear is teachers will feel some kind of way of having students, you know, question, you know, their pedagogy and what happens to the classroom. But teachers, the students were very respectful. They highlighted teachers that they felt were really connecting to them and making sure that, that their learning in the classroom was a high standard. And those teachers were teachers who had the highest attendance. You know, those are, for some students, those were the reasons they came to school. But they were like, I don't want to miss what's happening in this classroom. But then in this other classroom, I could care less. You know, and, and this conversation went back and forth. And, and again, I kept on asking myself, you know, how much have we lost over the years? How much have I lost over my career by not being intentional about having students be part of the conversation? You know, and um it's, uh, it's a hard pill to swallow. You know, I mean, now, you know, now I know, and now I, I have students involved in, in damn near every facet of the school, um, but again, you know, it's like, how do I put this? You know, companies are oft, often um, engage in in uh, in serving customers, you know, making sure, like, you know, you call, you call that, you call customer service for a company and they tell you, you know, at the end of the call, please, we would appreciate it if you would, you would answer a few questions so we can get some feedback about what we're doing. And so often we're so engaged in being the adults in the room that we're not willing to be the listeners in the room. We're not listen, willing to get the feedback from students about performance, our performance as, as leaders, as teachers, as, as cafeteria workers, because it, we feel like it complicates things. We feel like it, 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 it's the children should be quiet and stay in their place. And I don't agree with that at all. Not at all. I think it's very important that if we are if we're engaging the business of educating students and making sure they getting the best that they need for their futures, that we ask them to assess how we're doing. You know, and again, to have these students say about how much of students not coming to school has more to do with and often has much to do with whether or not they feel like their their time is being valued because they don't want to waste their time and I thought to myself you know what I hate going to, professional, to PDs and for those of you who are not aware professional development workshops and professional learning workshops and feeling like my time is being wasted I hate that I like like I would sit there and just be like why am I here you know and I still have those meetings that I, that I have to go to I'm just like ugh you know and again if I feel like that I'm an adult you know and I have the degrees and what does it feel like for a student who's who's trying to come up and they're trying to learn but they're the the learning in the class doesn't speak to them. You know, it's a big, it's a big deal. So um that was the message I was trying to get across earlier, you know, because uh, again, um, as educators, it's our responsibility to ensure that our students are getting the best of us. Um, um it's it's essential that even even with that that we are hearing back from them and getting that feedback because often we don't always know what's happening in classrooms. And often students don't, might not necessarily know that they're getting, um, sh- they're getting the short end of the stick in their classrooms until state exams or whatever the case may be. And they realize, oh my God, I didn't learn anything. Or this teacher, you know, didn't um, give me what I needed. And that's something that um that I'm often, you know, they're not often that I'm always looking for, you know, Making sure that what the kids are getting in the classrooms is exactly what they need, and um, because it sucks to get to a point where you're like, wait a minute, these kids are so many units behind, or they didn't they didn't get the full breadth of knowledge that they, that we told them they were going to get. So um, so yeah, um, that was the, that's what happened today, you know. And I thought it was it was it was, it was amazing to sit there and watch students, young people, really engage in conversation with us, and and you know. Community. You know, that's what is very, very important. Community. You know, and we've taken, and I'll tell you this, we've taken to, we've taken it on our campus to create, and it, and hold up, let me, let me stop real quick. Those of you who are listening who are teachers, educated schoolies who are like, okay, how do I do this? I'm going to tell you off the bat, it is not easy. It is not easy. It is stressful because again, you're opening yourself up to criticisms. And if you, if you, if you don't have, if you, if you have a, a weak ego, If I put it like that, a weak ego, or you're just not one to to be criticized, it is painful. Because again, you have young people who might say to you, listen, I've had students, listen, I had, there's a note on my, (laughs) there's a note on my bulletin board, that's right behind my desk, where a student said that you keep trying to motivate us, like, 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 um, like you keep trying to motivate us, like, um, like we really care, you know? You're not getting, You're not doing a good job as a principal, so um, you need to focus on you being a better principal, something like that. And I was like, whoa, damn, that was painful. That hurt. But then I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? What am I missing here? So the student who wrote that note to me, I don't know who this person is, but I started asking other students, what do you mean by this? What what do you think they meant? And I got some really good feedback. And I had a student who said, listen, mister, we know you're busy, but we'd love to see you more often. You know, like we need to see, we, need, we would like to see you more often. You know, and it was funny because I was like, "Man, I've never been more concerned with paperwork right now." At this point in time, in my career maybe it's, maybe it's the new pandemic of paperwork. Um, and again, I'm not like I'm also a father at home, and I take that very seriously. So I try to make sure I have a good, a decent enough. It's not it's not by any means good, but I try my best to, I don't even know, <laughs> try to have a good homework balance. <clears throat> but um, but this is just so much to do. So um, what I did was <clears throat> every so often I put my I put a desk in the hallway, and I sit at the desk in the hallway, and I have my laptop. I do work. So when kids walk by, I can stop and have a quick conversation. And that was something that they came from a student saying, like, "Listen, I'll, we would love to see more of you, and we know you're always working. You know, we know you're not lazy, but." you're our principal we want to see you so just taking that feedback I was able to apply a strategy to really support my students and again that's what the game is about this is what it's all about to make sure that we're doing what we need to do support them so that feedback is very important and then I wonder how many students come to school because they know and have security that I'm there and that I'm present they have access access to me and that's something that's very very important Um, but again it's a challenge it's a, a tremendous challenge um, but you won't, know, you won't know these things unless you talk to your students, unless you get an the opportunity to speak up, whether good or bad. And tr- listen, I've had some kids who wanted to cuss me out, but then those same kids, when I see them now, they're, they're smiling, they're, they're friendly because again, it takes time to build those relationships. And the best way to, the best way to build relationships is to stop talking and start listening. You know and set your ego to the side because at the end of the day you get paid the big bucks or the little bucks to make sure that your customers your students are getting the best of you and that's that's the thing that that i wanted to share from today's experience sitting there with my ilt my instructional leadership team and talking about our cep our comprehensive educational plan and looking at establishing goals for attendance and minimizing or reducing our chronic absenteeism next year. And that turned into a conversation about why do, why do kids come to school? And why do some kids not come to school? And what can we do to really increase engagement and make students feel like they're learning something of value and not just being forced to sit and, and um, what's the word, and behave themselves and just do as they are told. And um, that is mind-numbing and that is um, shrinking of of human will. And I'm a believer that my goal is to, you know, enlarge and create fierceness in human wills across all my students so they can go into the world to not just survive but conquer. All right, y'all, it's been 23 minutes. I'm trying to match the same time as the last video. And again, I have a strange feeling that this video is probably going to be in some capacity, I don't know. I won't know until I play back. But again, um, I appreciate those of you who are listening. I appreciate those, those of you who are supporting this channel. Do me a huge favor if you're able to and you're watching this, please subscribe. And um, and even better yet, subscribe and hit the notification bell so that whenever um, uh, there's new content, you get to see it. I'm really emphasizing my content around what I do as an educator and trying to support just Not just um, my fellow educators, but students, families, and whoever else who's interested in, in knowing what uh, is happening in schools from an active principal um, in one of the larger school systems in the country. Um, you know, we do what we do because we love our children. And we know without a fact that our responsibility is to prepare them to take over from us so that one day when we're, we are in our rocking chairs, sipping our lemonade, that we know the world is in, is in good hands. So with that being said, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate all of you. This is Uche Joku Sneaker Principal. Have an amazing night, and I'll talk to you guys soon, all right? Peace. And now, he's been promoted. His job, Principal.